girls watching TV shows And some of it's good and some of it blows And when we finish the movies, yeah, we need a scotch And we turn to each other and say, um, what did we just watch? And we're live. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, it's been a while. We're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. And we're better than ever. True. One of us is fully moved. The other one, the other two are kind of moving soon. (laughs) Big things are happening. Big things coming for us. Yeah, there's a new change of scenery for Emily. Exposed brick. It looks so (laughs) good, though. We are all settled in. It's lovely. Very happy. Yay. I think it's my first year of grad school. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm watching Bad Girls Club. Woo! That's my accomplishment. Woo! It's the finale. So things are getting a little crazy. But um we're a little low energy today. Huh? I know. What's well, wrong we us? we all did have like I didn't have a full work day. I guess only Emily had a full work day. I didn't so have a full work. Yeah, day. I get. That's what I was gonna say. We usually do these on the weekend. It's Monday, so I did sleep side by side with Walt, and my dad did come in and was like, "What's going on?" We were both kind of sleeping in the same position because he was like this, and I was like, "There's a lot." That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah, he's going to be devastated when I leave. (laughs) Are you leaving him there for a month? I'm coming back to, like, visit him. But, yeah, he is going to be with them. All by his lonesome? Well, he has three other people. (laughs) He won't be alone. He'll be with other people. And Dobbin will be there. He's going to forget you. Yeah, I know. He won't forget you. He'll forget you. He'll forget me or he'll be really upset when I come to visit him. He's like, oh, fancy seeing you here. What happened? <laughs> he'll just be mad for like a day and then he'll get over it. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, so we've been inspired because if you're like not on TikTok, um, Olivia Rodrigo has been putting out a lot of songs for a while. And if you've heard the song Driver's License, which was like her first single that she dropped, it got really popular. It blew up and it's a great song. So if you haven't listened to it, I would go listen. Um, how old is Olivia? Like 19, 18, younger? I think she's younger, right? She, oh, okay. I just assumed she was like 16 or 17 because she wrote about getting her driver's license. But. I guess uh, not everybody gets their driver's license. She's eighteen. She just turned eighteen hmm. in February. Eighteen years old. Yeah. So because, she. Yeah. No, what were you saying? No, I, I was gonna it. say because only the actress that played Gina and that we'll we'll tell you what we're watching. The only actress that played Gina is the only one that's actually like the the right age for the show. But she was close though. She's 18 now. Yeah. Well, EJ, the guy, the guy who plays EJ is like our age. He's like 22, 23. I think Joshua Bassett is like 19, 20 ish. 
Okay. I mean, yeah, like 19, I'm like, okay, very high schooler, but anything above that. I was going to say how refreshing it is that like some of the people in the show are actually high school age, but I guess not all of them. But they look more high school age than many, many casts. Okay, I mean, we're watching look- high we're watching high school musical the musical the series, by the <laughs> way. Say. We're on season <laughs> yeah, one. We know they- we know season two has oh, come out, the first episode has come out, but Emily hasn't seen any of it. And she texted about Olivia Rodrigo's well, we were going about her music driver's license came out. Another song she put out called Deja Vu, also very good. Go listen to it. And then she just put out a song called Good For You, but it has a four instead of F-O-R, like the number. Also mm-hmm. very good would recommend. So all of her songs have been bangers. She's releasing an album soon. Um, and they all have like blown up on TikTok. So Emily like texted about like Olivia Rodrigo. And so I think we were like, we should watch High School Musical because I like, when that came out in quarantine last year, Kiana and I had seen it when it came out cause we were just curious. And then Olivia Rodrigo blew up after that. So that was like my mm-hmm. association. Yeah. But a lot of people like, I feel like most people have, like either watched it first, like we did, or saw her blow up and realized she was on the show and then watched the show. So yeah, similar yeah. to Ariana Grande and Victorious. You know, true. Like, yeah, yeah, true. I had never seen the show, but I like vaguely knew about it and that like she was on it. And then I just like listened to that one song this morning and I was like, oh, this is really good. And I was like, I feel like I'm too old. Like I know she's like the star like Gen Z, but Never too old. I thought it was a good song. And then we decided to make the leap into watching the show. High School Musical, the musical series. High School Musical, the musical series. It's good. I would recommend it. I would recommend it too. It's on Disney Plus. And we'll dive in. So if you're like, the first episode doesn't really give any spoilers. It's more just like context. So we watched the pilot episode. So I feel like this is a good diving up point if you haven't seen it yet and you're like feeling a little skeptical. I know like I was like, what is this high school musical spinoff? But it's actually like really good. I think they did it in a really tasteful way. So I will share the notes. So we start off um, and you see East High, which is where high school musical took place. That was the high school. And you like see all the hustle and bustle of kids all around. And then you pan over, there's a teacher in her car sitting and watching the old high school musical at the very end of the movie where they're like singing, we're all in this together. And then it starts buffering. And then that's kind of when the show begins like on her phone and she gets out of her car and she's like walking into East High. So that's where the whole show starts. So it sets up that we're gonna be at East High, but clearly like we don't know anyone here cause I don't recognize the teacher. And we cut to um, two characters, two boys. One's named Ricky, and he's like the main guy. And then another one's like a ginger. His name is Big Red. And so Ricky is like wondering what a text meant from this girl named Nini, who is who Olivia Rodrigo plays. Her character is named Nini. And he's like, I just got this text from her. I'm not really sure what it means. What do you think it means? And Big Red's like, I don't really know. Text from women can mean anything. Like, I don't really have any advice to share for you. Um, And they're in school, like walking around. And so Ricky's pondering, because all she said was, hey, there was like no period, no question mark, like no nothing. It just said, hey. And like, she wanted to meet him and talk and he didn't think it was a serious text. They hadn't seen each other all summer. It's kind of like Grease vibes where they like 
come back to school and like encounter each other. Um, so that's setting up the scene for like a little worried on Ricky's end. And then it cuts to Nini, who's Olivia Rodrigo, and her friend Courtney, who are chatting about the summer, which had just happened, which is why she hadn't seen Ricky for a month. Um, and they kind of give us some context for like what happened between Ricky and Nini. Um, and so basically Nini went to this like summer theater camp for a month and Ricky told Nini he wanted a break. They were dating. Um, but while she was there on their break, she met someone else in the production of Music Man and they were both like stars together when the understudy got sick. And so um, Nini and Ricky convene at the locker finally after all the tension. And basically she just tells him that I met someone else at Campbell, we were on a break and like, I'm gonna be with this guy, like, sorry. And Ricky's all pissed off. Cause he's like, wait, what the heck? We were on a break. But um, Nini was like, sorry, dude. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is what happened over the summer. Up, now, it's it's a break yeah. up. now it's a break up. She did say that. Um, and it kind of gives us a little cut, a flashback to before the summer break. They're vibing in Nini's bedroom on her bed, laughing, chilling. Um, and then they're just shooting the shit and Nini's like, check your Instagram. So Ricky opens up his phone and hops onto Instagram and Nini posted this like very um, emotional ballad talking about all the amazing times they've had with each other and um, basically confessing her love for him through this Instagram post. Um, and he watches the whole song. They're like sitting together. She's looking at him like in anticipation. And at the end, he's just like, oh, and then it cuts back to school. And so we kind of get some context for like, okay, they must have taken a break. Right before they took a break, Nini confesses her love and he says, oh, so we're getting some clues to maybe why she was looking for other options at summer camp. Um, and then it cuts, the bell rings, they all rush to an assembly. The vibes are very quiet. No one's really wanting to be there. Um, and the principal's talking about um, all the updates about East High. And then he says, okay, we're gonna introduce a new teacher. We have a new teacher at school. It's a drama teacher. Her name's Miss Jen. Um, and so she comes up to introduce herself, the new drama teacher. She whips out a t-shirt cannon and shoots it into the crowd. And the crowd is not hype about, like usually crowds get really hype about t-shirt cannons. The, the high school was not hype about it at all. They sat in silence and then uh, the t-shirt from the t-shirt cannon whacked a kid in the face and he was just like, ouch, really solemnly. Um, and that did not sway her. So she gets up to the mic. She announces that she's like the new drama teacher. She's gonna be, um, she was shocked to hear that in all the years at East High, they'd never done a production of High School Musical given that's where like it was filmed, like that's where it was performed. And so she said, like, we're going to be doing High School Musical as our production this year. And in the crowd, like in the audience, like Nini and all the other people like in drama are like looking around and they're like, ooh. And she introduces the student choreographer, Carlos, who's going to be helping her like do the production. Um, and the bell rings, the assembly's over. We meet the STEM teacher named Mr. Mazzara. And he's all skeptical about the arts and like Miss Jen. And he's just like, oh, I think kids should be doing like real enriching activities and not the arts. So bad vibes from him for sure. Um, and we also cut to Miss Jen in her office after that. She's chatting with her mom. She's like, mom, please, please float me another car payment. Um, the principal says, I'm not gonna get paid for a couple of weeks. 
I feel you, Miss Jen. I'm there with you. <laughs> so we kind of get some insight that she's like financially in trouble, but she has this new job. And then um, we see Mr. Mazzara in the gym still. Carlos is like practicing. Um, the student choreographer, he's practicing. And Mr. Mazzara is like, you should be in class. Um, and so he goes into Miss Jen's office to tell her that if you have a student, like your little assistant, like you need to give them a hall pass. And Miss Jen is just like, okay. And she's kind of startled. She spills her coffee on herself. Um, and then Mr. Mazar is just kind of being a douche and like telling her that it's a really professional learning environment. And like, you know, like she was like, is this a prison? Like, why are there so many rules still? And so he was just being really uptight. So we're getting to know him a little bit more. Um, and then we cut to lunchtime. We see like everyone in the cafeteria where they had the iconic status quo um, <laughs> shot. And uh, Courtney, who's Nini's friend, um, Nini, and the camp boyfriend who she met named EJ um, are chatting about auditions and talking about like what they might want to do. And EJ is convinced he wants to try out for Troy and he like is trying to amp up Nini to audition for Gabriella, but she's like a little hesitant because she has always been in the choir. Like they mentioned, like she like had all these like stupid, like nonsensical roles in the past or they like, didn't really mean anything. So for her to like audition for a lead role would be a really big deal. Um, but eventually EJ's like, we can dress up in costume. Like we can go together. It'll be fun. Like you can do it. I believe in you. So she's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Um, and we also get a little bit more insight about EJ, like who EJ is. And he's like, dapping it up with all his bros in the cafeteria and like chatting with everyone and so we can tell he's like really popular um and in the corner of the lunchroom room big red and ricky are like fuming and ricky's well not big red but greg doesn't care but ricky's like fuming <laughs> <Like whatever. laughs> and he's just like wow like we find out he's the captain of the like the water polo team and he's like a really big deal and ricky's like upset that he's you know not nini's not falling at her feet for him even though he was shitty to her. Um, so we've come to the consensus that Nini and EJ are going to audition for Troy and Gabriella. And so after school, um, we have two different scenes where Nini visits her grandma and they're like playing cards together. And she confides in her grandma about having these like nightmares about how she's like alone on a stage singing and she's nervous to audition and to be Gabriella and her grandma like hypes her up and she's like you deserve to like do well you like deserve good things like why don't you think you deserve good things you can do it so Nini feels a little bit more affirmed and it's just a sweet moment and then her mother's come in because Nini has two gay moms we stand um and so we get to see like her parents yeah the two gay moms um we love to see it and so we see her family a little bit then it cuts to ricky's house and ricky's with his dad vibing and his dad's all frustrated because he couldn't get this instant pot to work and the chicken's all frozen um just a sidebar he puts the dad puts an entire frozen chicken into the instant pot with no seasoning no nothing and he's like wondering oh why it's not cooking <laughs> and ricky's kind of just like dude just like call mom so we get an idea, okay, it's Ricky, his dad, and his mom. And then his dad's like, no, we can't call mom. Um, basically, we get a little bit of insight that their marriage is crumbling. Um, and they won't be calling mom anytime soon. And she's in Chicago, and she needs space. 
and Ricky's a little jarred by that because it's kind of out of the blue. Uh, one moment they're making frozen instant pot chicken, and the next minute the parents' Dad is falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really abrupt shift. Um, so after that, like overwhelming moment, Ricky's checking his phone, and he sees this post that's like a picture of Nini and EJ, and it says Troy and points to EJ and Gabriella, and it points to Nini. And he's looking at that and he's all like motivated. He's like, I'm going to audition for this. Like, I'm going to do this. Um, so we can infer that he's going to audition for Troy, probably to distract himself from his parents' impending divorce, um, but also probably motivated because of Nini and him and their strained relationship. Um, after we get all that like background knowledge, it's audition time. It's crazy. Everyone's like in the dressing room getting ready, um, like, you see like people just like running around all over the place. Um, and eventually Miss Jen's like, okay, it's time for auditions. Warmups are starting. Um, and they all go to the stage and you see like this crazy, like Carlos, the student choreographer is having these people do this like crazy complicated and elaborate routine. And like the first group of people is going and Nini and EJ are on the sidelines and they're like, watching in awe as they like all are doing these insane moves and we kind of like pan over and we see like one girl in the front like killing it um and we her name's Gina and we'll talk more about her in a second and after the warm-ups um they like are like what the heck that was a warm-up because Carlos is like warm-ups are over and they're like what the heck um and um, they're about to do a different part of the audition. And Nini introduces herself to Gina because they're supposed to pair up with someone that they don't know. And so Gina like talks about how like she moved there from a different state and she's like a sophomore and she's like very, very confident and basically ready to knock it out. She's auditioning for Gabriella. And obviously that's gonna intimidate Nini because we just like watched her do this insane choreography routine and she's older and like she's like I've never been an understudy before like she's coming off very strong um, and very intimidating so after we meet Gina it pans to Ricky in the computer lab watching High School Musical uh, to study up for Troy and the computer's breaking the bell rings he needs to get to the auditions because he's late and the computer freezes with the DVD of <laughs> the DVD for whatever reason, even though it's set in modern times, but regardless, the DVD is stuck at the computer. So the same thing keeps looping. And then Mr. Mazzara, the skeptical STEM teacher is all pissed off because his computer's broken. So <laughs> now we have the, the timeline context of like auditions are currently going on. Like we just had the Gina scene. So we know Ricky's wanting to audition for Troy. We know he's running late. Um, after they're like choosing roles, they're all like lined up in a stage and Mrs. Jen and Carlos are walking down the line and they're all like choosing roles for what they wanna do. And EJ says Troy, Gina, who's like the super confident girl she just met also says Gabriella. And then um, they get to Nini and they say, what do they say for Nini? What was he her? Said, you look like Kelsey. a Kelsey. A Kelsey, yeah, that's what it was. They're like you look I like a Kelsey. Like, dang, not even Taylor? <laughs> I, mean, I know. You look, you look good, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, she I mean, didn't Kelsey want a Kelsey. Was... No. We love Kelsey. Kelsey's like, but like, Taylor, like, Gabrielle's main, Taylor's like co main, and Kelsey is supporting. <laughs> right, so it's exactly. Like way different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so she kind of has to like buck up and like get over her nerves and her fears about always being like a tree or like 
talking to Gina or like the fact that she was like a star in the summer play. And so she's like, nope, I want to be Gabriella. So she asserts herself. Good for Mimi. Um, and they move on with auditions and they do the Troys because I guess they're all like auditioning like one character at a time. So they start with the Troys um, and EJ sings her camp boyfriend, EJ, the polo captain guy. He auditions as Troy. He has a really good audition. He's all dressed up in costume. Um, they talk about like how popular he is, like Carlos and Miss Jen, because they're the ones judging the auditions. Um, and then she's like, we're all done with Troy's. And keep in your mind that Ricky is still in the computer lab um, trying to fix the computer with Mr. Mazzara. And so he's missing the Troy auditions. That's important to remember. Um, so then they transition to the Gabriella auditions and Gina goes and obviously she has a banger of an audition because she's Gina. <laughs> we wouldn't expect anything less from her. Um, and so again, we're cutting back to Ricky. Ricky basically tells Mr. Mazzara, sorry, dude, <laughs> I, I gotta go. Like I got places to be. So he's like struggling to fix his computer, but Ricky like gives up and he's like running out of the auditorium um, to like make his audition, even though he's already late, but he doesn't know that. Um, and so now Nini's about to audition. She's super nervous. We just saw Gina like have an insane performance and EJ is all hyping her up. And he's like, you got this, like, you're amazing. Like, believe in yourself. And then he just like casually tosses it. He's like, this is why I love you. And then she's like taken aback. Cause as you remember from earlier with Ricky, she has a little bit of PTSD. Um, <laughs> we cut back to another flashback of right after she played, Ricky played his, her, I love you song that she posted on Instagram. And he just was like, oh, and um, <laughs> it's just, uh, he says, oh, after he watches the video, he basically says, we're, let's just take a temporary pause. And she's obviously taken back and confused. He's like, I'll text you later. She's just stunned because she doesn't really know what to say. Cause she just said she loved someone and they were just like, oh, let's take a break while you're gone for a month. Um, and he leaves. So we cut back to present time. Nini's right about to go on to Gabriella. And then of course, who, who stumbles into the auditions, but Ricky, of course. And so Ricky bursts in, there's chaos happening. Um, Miss Jen's basically like, sorry, dude, like we're done with Troy's, but we, you could read for Chad, um, sounds good. And he's like, uh, but I really only like study Troy. She's like, sorry, we're done with those. Um, and then in the midst of all the chaos, Miss Jen like, she's like going back to the Gabriella auditions. She spills her coffee on like the light board and all the lights go out in the auditorium um, while Nini's up right about to audition. And she's like, oh, I don't wanna like deter you Nini from like having an audition. We can wait till the lights come back on. But Nini's like, fuck no, like I'm gonna take this opportunity. And so she goes, she sings all this power ballad uh, start of something new, which was like all the audition songs, basically. And Ricky's standing there really awkwardly while Nini's singing in the dark. Also, just a little note that like all the students were huddled on the stage right in front of you as you auditioned, and it was like a little intimidating. So it's dark. All the I students like are huddled this. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ricky's being really awkward and standing near the front and he like gets his phone flashlight on because the lights are off and he starts like shining it on Nini and then EJ like because they're men so EJ feels the need to like also get his phone light flashlight out and shine it on Nini and so Nini has a bomb audition obviously 
she's like in her own world where she's like on a stage like in the Gabriella costume just like singing her little heart out she comes back down to earth the lights go on and her audition's over and then they move on to Ricky's audition where he's auditioning for Chad um and even though he studied for Troy he's like reading off his script he has a pretty intense monologue moment with his script and then she's like okay it's time for you to sing and he whips out his guitar and he has the nerve to sing the I love you song that Nini wrote for him that he rejected at the audition so he sings the whole song and Nini is like watching him yeah they're all huddled there so Nini's like front row (laughs) next to ej with his arm around her she's like watching him sing the i love you song that she wrote and performed for him you can tell she's pissed he finished his audition and he did well like he did a good job and so auditions are over they're all like streaming out and nini like catches ricky and she's like the fuck was that like what are you trying to play here why are you here you've never liked musicals during the greatest showman you were like this isn't realistic like you've never wanted to be in a musical why are you here in my space he's like no that wasn't me like I've always liked musicals I always thought they were good and she's like but like that's not true um and while they're kind of going back and forth with each other like literally two minutes after auditions finished they're like the cast list is posted and so they all like scuttle over to see who got on the cast list and um nini gets gabriella we see gina who's like the really good confident dancer get like taken aback um and then ej says i'm chad like i got cast as chad so we know ej's not the lead come on we all knew this was going here um ricky walks up big red actually walks up and he's like dude what the heck you like did it and ricky got troy so that's where the first episode ends and yeah, it obviously is going to lead to a lot of conflict given um, Nini and Ricky's relationship. So that's our recap. Yeah, like for the rest of the series, Ricky's like, dang, I kind of don't want to be in this musical. And we're like, why did you do it, Ricky? (laughs) Why did you audition so that you like don't want to be in it? Like throughout, he's like, dang, like this kind of sucks. And I'm like, literally the whole time. What do you think was gonna happen? Oh my gosh, I could have. I haven't seen it yet, but I could have guessed that that's where it would go. Also, before we talk about it, Emily, do you want spoilers? Or are you like wanting to save? I mean, I will definitely watch it, but it's okay. Okay, so okay. Spo- like I would have guessed what you just said. So. Right. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, right. like nothing too crazy happened. Like, it's weird because, like, Emily, this is a spoiler, but it's, okay. you know, but, like, if you've seen the trailer for season two, you kind of know what's going on, what happened after in the season one. But eventually, like, Mimi and EJ break up because, like, EJ just, like, That's goes it. crazy for, like, two episodes. And you're like, like, jealous. He's jealous of Ricky, right? Yeah. And then he, and then like, he steals Ricky's phone. phone. Yeah, he no, takes Ricky's phone. Like, and then, like, it's just, like, weird. Like, this episode, the first episode, he seems, like, charming. You're like, oh, he's, like, kind of normal. Anytime Nini has a problem, he's like, you got this, girl. Like, you can yeah. do this. Like, he kind of right. like a nice hype man. But then, like, an episode later, he's, like, insane. And you're like, what's happening? What happened? Yeah. They, like, certainly have you rooting for him for the first few episodes. And then, like, he really just switches. And then, like, all this other stuff comes up that he's, like, 
done and like been shady about and you're like wait <laughs> what yeah. so I have to root for Ricky now I don't like Ricky so I don't really <laughs> want to root for him as a character like Ricky kind of gets better because you feel so bad for him like everything that's happened like the divorce that his parents go through is like so Rude. bad his dad is like does not know how to like talk to him about it he's like like in this first episode he's like yeah your mom he like yells at him like your mom doesn't want to come home and he's like uh okay that's a little weird and then like, when they're getting divorced he's like oh yeah we're we're separating I'm sorry dude and you're like what <laughs> like can you please talk to your child and then oh my god Emily in the last episode the mom brings her boyfriend to Chicago to the musical after Ricky's like I do not want to see your new significant other and she's like this is a great time to introduce my new boyfriend to my child who like really hated the divorce he's really having a tough time and he sees them together he's like they're "Uh." making out they're they're making out during one of the songs he's like in the theater it was his song (laughs) he was singing ma'am He's like, cause he's like in like one of those like things that they lift you up in, in the air. Cause he's like shooting a basket. So he's like up in the air. Yeah. It was good. You're having a game. He's up in the air about to like shoot a basket. And he's like, you can obviously see the whole crowd. Cause you're like really high up. And he sees his mom macking with her new boyfriend. And he's like, the fuck the hell? And so he has like a breakdown as he should, as he should. I would have been shook by Fair. that. He basically like quits midway through the play. Cause he's like, so like taken aback by like seeing his mom making out with her new boyfriend in the crowd and then he eventually finishes the show so it's fine but um but it's just wild like ricky goes through so much bunk like it's it's a mess yeah Um, like the reason why he's like really bad at love is definitely because his parents like his parents like it's definitely because of that he really needs to go to therapy but it's just like wild what his mom does like his mom his dad is like bad at telling him bad news but like he's a decent dad like he tries to be there he goes through a massive depression and you like see it I was happen. About to say that yeah like <laughs> the really- house the house starts to get dirty and shit and like he doesn't really care and ricky's like uh okay he sleeps on the couch and like just eats like the dad does he's like ricky's like please go to work <laughs> like you need to do something with your life and the mom is just like vibing with her chicago boyfriend like, she yeah. just, like, does not. That all sounds very bad. She also does not even try to like relate to Ricky. She's like, I think you should really just like adjust to this new life we we're having. <laughs> and he's just like, oh. where you live yeah. with your dad, who's incapable of making a chicken. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, like no. it's it's a mess because she also like she's not like he the dad is like a recurring character. Also, sidebar, I just remembered the dad goes on a date with miss jen which is weird the drama teacher uh, <laughs> anyways <how many> episodes <laughs> are in this season? they're like jam-packed i don't remember 10, i think 13. it's like 10 yeah um but um the mom's like not a recurring character where the dad is but she like makes a couple appearances and like the one like she comes back i think after one of the first episodes like earlier in the season and he's like, so what's going to happen? She's like, I'm packing up my stuff and I'm leaving. Like, she's very, like, cold about it. And he's like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, it's, why it's can we try to work this out? And he's, she's like, nope, I'll be leaving now. And he's like, oh, okay, good. That's that's great. She, does, like, she barely great. even looks okay. at Ricky. She barely says, like, sorry that you have to go through this one. She's just like, 
I will be going back to Chicago because yeah. I have my Chicago boyfriend and we will be living together. Like, it's just like weird. But that's honestly, it's the only reason I root for Ricky because he still like kind of sucks, but you just feel bad for him because he's just going through it. Yeah, he's Um, like going through it. And then the only person really, because like in this episode, he's like, the only person I really ask for advice is Mimi, even though Mimi does not get good advice. Also, like, (laughs) get a therapist, bro. Like, talk to a friend. Like, stop relying on Mimi for your emotional labor. She lets it happen, but anyways he does like run off they should not be together and we we need to let emily talk about her impressions but i have to say (laughs) one more thing that i felt cheated out of when i watched the series they had like a moment where like ej and nini were broken up and then um ricky was obviously like not with nini and gina like we get to see a soft side of gina and she's like living in like a stressful situation like she's living with just her mom and they're like like trying to make ends meet so their house isn't like fancy or great and she's like working really hard to like have a good life and she's embarrassed of like where she's living and stuff and she's always she was really kind and like listens to Ricky and is just like a really good friend and they're forming like a really great friendship that's developing and then all of a sudden Ricky's just like I'll be dumping like this entire connection that we have because Nini wants me back now it's so yeah. fucked up it makes and me it's, so it's, mad it's gonna it's gonna be the current theme for season two because the first episode of season two Gina's just like heart eyes and heart eyes Ricky like the whole entire time they're like together she's always like wow well, I'm like oh, no. they were better to together to they both yeah, were they better were people together. and then he just like randomly is like yeah I'm just not into this anymore I love you, Nini. And we're like, wait, what? Not them getting together. Yeah. I just felt cheated. Even if they weren't like a romantic thing, like they still had a really good like friendship with each other. And he still threw both of those things. Like he yeah. wasn't able to keep either of those things. He's like, I'll be just ditching both of those now because Nini loves me again. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, because- Ricky, you actually can be friends with a woman. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Like it's okay to do that. You're allowed. It's because um, throughout the first half of the series, Gina's portrayed as like the Sharpay, like mm-hmm. mean. Yeah, I was gonna type. ask, did she get cast in Sharpay or something? No, she she's got the cast understudy. Taylor. She oh, got yeah, cast that's right. Taylor, and she's the understudy of Gabriella. Okay. Sharpay is played by a gay man who eventually gets together with Carlos. That's right. They did talk about that. Cute, okay. cute. But um, but yeah. So Gina's like. Because in the first couple of episodes, she's like plotting, trying to take Nini down because she wants to be Gabriella. So she's with EJ being like, whispering like, hey, you should do this or you should do that. And he's like, yeah, I should steal Nini's phone to check her messages. And she's like, yeah, you should. And doesn't stop him. for doing yeah. that. <laughs> Well, she um, just wanted it so bad. I don't know. And then, and then like, her and Ricky start having a thing. Needy's like, what's going on over there? Ricky, remember Ricky like tried to ruin my life? And he's like, she's actually a, a nice girl. <laughs> she's a nice girl. Her mom works a lot and always is out of town. Like, you should give her the benefit of the doubt. And then he's like, I, you know, she's horrible. So, and that's like a whole thing for the second half. But then by the end of it, you're like, I like out of all the characters, I like Courtney, which is his best friend. The, the black character you know we have to have a black best friend and then mm-hmm. <laughs> like Nini's character I'm like 
I do not care for her. I don't at care all. for her either. There's just like not like no shade to Olivia, but like Nini's character just becomes so like unlikable and so does Ricky's. So it's like the main couple they're focusing all the energy on just sucks. And so I'm like really vibing with like Gina and then they have the girl who was like they're like, oh, you could look like a Miss Darbus, like their drama teacher. She's great. And Big Red's funny. Like they have all the other supporting characters are so fun. And then it's just. Uh, yeah. It's because they're so messy and they bring everyone else into the mess. And you're like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need this. You're 17 years old. <laughs> like, calm down. It's very dramatic. It's very dramatic. Okay, Emily, um, but in in a way that I like unexpectedly very much enjoyed. At least for it's the good. It's first good. forty minute episode. Like I feel like the very beginning, I was like overwhelmed. I was like, this is too much for me. And then like five minutes in, I was like, I'm I'm here now. We're good. I'm into it. So yeah, it. I'll definitely watch the rest at some point. I think. Did you have? Yeah, any, like, I think that's. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say, did she have any? Did you have any outstanding thoughts that? you were thinking about when you watched the show as a first time viewer. Mm -hmm. I am excited to see where Miss Jen's storyline goes. <laughs> she overwhelmed oh me the God. most, but I'm, yeah, I'm and she will she'll continue to do that. Okay, good. I was texting she will also continue cross boundaries of like her relationship with her yeah. team. <laughs> I literally like because you know how she mentioned in the first episode how she was a background dancer in High School Musical or whatever? Yeah. So there's this whole, like, plot line where, like, she had a line in one of the parts of the movie about, like, an apple in the cafeteria. And she was, like, all happy about it. And it was perfect. And then when she went to the screening, they cut her line out. And she, like, felt worthless and blah, blah, blah. So basically, she's, like, working through her trauma of getting her apple line cut out of the movie by having these children perform High School Musical. And then um, in the second season, spoiler alert, you can fast forward like 15 seconds from now because I'm going to spoil the first episode of the second season. But in the second season, she meets like an old high school boyfriend who like went to Broadway while she like got stuck being a teacher. And he's like now directing at a rival school and like is directing like a um, um, play directed by written by a certain person and there's like competitive awards so she switches the fucking musical the spring musical from high school musical two to like be in the category written by like that specific composer so they can enter the same awards as her old high school boyfriend i'm like queen Damn. stop using these children stop using these children for, to process your trauma <laughs> She just doesn't have yeah. any semblance of boundaries. Yeah, she really Yikes. does not. She also like in that same episode, um, that the kid it was New Year's Eve, um, and the kids invited her, I guess, to their New Year's Eve party, and she shows up. And I'm like, Miss Jen, you don't have like adult friends to hang out with, and not like seventeen year olds and eighteen year olds. And no, she it does has not. Nothing. <laughs> You can't even call Ricky's dad, I guess, <laughs> to be like, hey, Ricky's dad, you want to hang out with New Year's Eve? I know he had no plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Literally wild. Yeah. Emma was texting me about it because she was like, are drama teachers like that? I'm like, yeah, drama teachers are a little bit like, I'm thinking about my drama teacher. Like, they know way too much about, like, the ki their kids' personal lives, like, the students that they're under that that teach than like most like 
I'm sure my teacher knew more about me than like my math teacher or like my science yeah. teacher. Because we just talk and then she would hear because it's not like you could turn off your ears and she would just like comment and you'd right. be like, yeah, <laughs> you'll know everything about me. <laughs> because you're just standing right there. It was just like the relationship drama teachers have, I guess. Yeah, I think that's true. I would never invite her to like a party though. Like that's no. <laughs> yeah, that's a she step too far. Like that's not... I feel like if I if one of us did have a party and invited her, she would come. That's like... yeah, that's so weird to me. Like I find that so weird when teachers do that. You know how like when you like become professors, like when you're in college, like the lines become a little bit more blurred with like, oh, I'm gonna get a beer with my professor. Like they're gonna take us to dinner. Like, I feel like those things are like, okay. When you're older, like you're all adults, you're like getting a beer maybe once, maybe like every week, every month, you know, like that's a little, like, I don't know, that feels fine to me. But in college, like one of the music department people would like go to parties, like text people in like orchestra, like, it was just weird vibes for me. I just like, yeah, it always wasn't, vibes. it was always like weird to me, but other people were like, oh, he's just like chill. So I'm like, maybe I'm like being weird, but like, I've just never had like a director or like any like arts program or like teacher be like, I'll be part of this too. It just like felt weird. Yeah. And, like maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it because everyone else thought it was normal, but I was like, sits weird with me. I feel like it'd be even weirder if you were in high school, like younger, a minor where they're like, I'm also a part of this. Like, no, no. Like, you don't need to be part of this, too. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when she would be like, I'm also a part of this, everyone would be like, no. <laughs> no. No one ever shuts Miss Jen down. That's, like, what's unrealistic. No. They just, like, let Miss Jen happen. They're like, okay. They're like, well, yeah, season two, they just shut Miss Jen down. That's, like, her storyline. Like, Miss Jen, no, this Ms. has Jen. become too much for us. <laughs> they should because miss jen has her own crap going on she burnt down the theater excuse me she's also a klutz i forgot how how did so much happen there's only nine more episodes (laughs) that i haven't watched what do you mean a lot happens a lot happens the stem teacher because yeah the stem teacher is like weird i i I hate him so far okay yes but he grows on you okay Because he's like, he's not like so anti like art. It's just that he's like, there's a lot, also a lot you can do in STEM, and kids don't really like focus on STEM as, and he, like there needs to be a balance or something. But I'm like, you could also just not be like shutting down kids and think. I feel like there's totally a balance in the other direction in like real school. Like I agree, way more of a focus on science and math than like not in East High. But Not also, okay, yeah, maybe it's an East High thing. <laughs> what I was wondering was, like, maybe I'm just out of touch with, like, the times, but, like, what is a STEM teacher? Like, does he teach science, technology, engineering, and math? Aren't those different subjects that different people should teach? Well, they're just, like, something? we have a STEM teacher at our school, and it's basically, like, yeah, what you said. So they'll either do, like, science-based projects, but mostly it's, like, maybe they'll do, like, programming or engineering or, like, Oh, okay like maker space where you're like building something and like making something out of nothing so it's like pretty flexible but you're just like yeah. trying to engage kids and like d- 
different kind of STEM centered activities, but that's like so at the elementary level. So I'm not really sure what that would look like for yeah. like a high school. Well, um, I, I guess it's more like, school. I was like, obviously they have like science and math teachers, but like maybe this is like outside, like extra. Maybe it's like a robotics thing things, too. Which like is cool. Yeah. My um, high school had like a, like a, it's called, I think it's called Project Lead the Way, but it was basically like an engineering course that some kids took and might learn all about like coding, engineering, and then they, then they would cool. go to conferences, do competitions and stuff and like build robots and all that kind of stuff. So I guess that's what um, his job was. But yeah, he's like, he's very annoying because you're like, dude, just like calm down. But you have to have like an opposite yeah. to Mrs. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of kids that are interested in your STEM things. Like, it doesn't you have to be this kid. It doesn't have to be Olivia Rodrigo. You're not interested. You're not interested. <laughs> but yeah, he's no. supposed to be basically just play the opposite role of Miss Jen. Yeah. Miss Jen is like kooky and crazy and like. One serious. Live. It's like yeah. Bert and Ernie, literally. <laughs> Yeah, I think they I think they they were trying to put them together and then she went on a date with the dad and then I'm like, are they not putting her together? <laughs> I think the, they're like, putting I think they're gonna put them together in season two. I see it in our future. Honestly, I kinda like it. I like and it too. Make them make them loosen up. And maybe he'll make her be less flighty and save her money and think about and- her future. <laughs> Maybe he will be like, hey, um, you heard of boundaries because you need to have them with your kids. Yeah, maybe he should just teach her a lesson on like being a teacher, like going to the children's New Year's Eve parties. But, all the children are also coupled up at this New Year's Eve party, so they're all making out. And Miss Jen was like, hey, guys, how's it going? All right, we're wild. also doing a new show. Like, she had to tell them on New Year's Eve what show they were doing instead of just like, she could have easily texted Carlos and Carlos to have told the whole party. Yes. That would have still been weird, but less weird than her rolling up to the New Year's yes. party. <laughs> um, no, it's a really good show, though. I feel like because they have like music in it, too. It's not like as high school musical-y because there's like a lot more just plot happening. But they do have like yeah. a lot of good songs and stuff. And like one of the songs... Like, I'm pretty sure either that I Love You song, there's a couple other that Olivia sing by herself. I'm pretty sure she wrote those on her own, which is pretty cool. So she, like, shows off some of her songwriting, which is cool. But I think it's a good show. I think a lot of people go in really skeptical because given, like, what the series was. But I think they did a really good job with, like, making it its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. They For the songs as well, it's not just, like, all musical songs. And each character has their own like moment to shine. So it's not like just Nini and <laughs> Nini and Ricky just speaking all the time. Like our friend, what is our friend's name? Courtney? Courtney. Courtney sings a song. Um, I think Ashlyn, which is the girl who plays Miss Darbus, has her really good power about it. And I think she's one of the best singers on the show. And then she Hands has down. she sings for like one song and you're like I want more, please. And they're like, more, no, no. Please. More Blown away. She is so good. Courtney the was too. Ballot, but... Act two is, they needed it in the real movie. <laughs> yeah, they should have. It's such a good song. But yeah. Do we have other thoughts? Should we rate it? Oh, I have one thought. When okay. they first, when they put, when Miss Jen and Carlos put the list on 
that really raggedy list. It was like on like scroll green paper. <laughs> well, maybe if they took an extra five minutes to like type it and print it out, but no, they had to do it immediately. <laughs> other like, other directors wait to put the cast list out, but when you know, you know. That's what Miss Jen said. When so. you know, you know. It's instinct. It's all up here. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, you could have literally, like, what if you couldn't read her handwriting? You're like, who's like Troy? Like, I don't know. I've never like, okay, wait, maybe I have an equivalent. Our band director would post like who got first chair, like the chair list on the board and we'd all like wait anxious. So I do have an equivalent, but she would never write it down. (laughs) That would be insane. We'd be like, damn, bitch. Yeah, I had to read a cast list before. It was awful. I don't know why. Did you audition? Email us. Yeah. yeah, why did it always have to get posted on the wall? Like, why was yeah, that a play thing? Email. And you would just, like, wait. You would have to, like, go to, like, the random hallway it was going to be in and, like, check. Like, And then people had to be like, way. oh, my God, did you hear the cast list is out? And then you had to be like, oh, God. And then, like, dread the whole day. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and people would, like, huddle and talk shit. They'd be, like, looking at, like, who got first. And luckily, I was so good. I always got first, but for those of us who aren't that good, I'm sorry. I'm proud of um, you. But people would like talk, I would look at- oh, talk shit. They'd be like, "Oh, he moved down like three chairs." Like they'd all be huddled around the list. Ooh, three chairs? <laughs> yeah, I shit would be like- crazy. I loved. I love when that shit happened because I never moved, so I would just like watch the drama unfold, and I'd be like. <laughs> Oh my God, she beat her. <gasps> she lost, but I would never. That's not true. I probably would talk shit, but. <laughs> At least not in front of the cast list and point. The, the I might have. I'm not better. I'm not going to say I'm better than that. <laughs> I don't remember, but I feel like well, I'm yeah, not. I talk all my, I talk all my like uh, theater crap, like in physics. Because. <laughs> My physics class had my teacher had no control over like me and my friends, so we just like talk about theater because that's what I was really involved, or like backstage <laughs> where we would just like do it in weird places, and my friend would just like tell me all the drama because the first two years of high school I was not a part of theater, but I had theater like new people in theater, and this is also when I dated my theater boyfriend and saw him in Footloose. <laughs> Shout out. I'm not gonna say his name because then I'd have to bleep it again and that'd be so annoying. And then um junior and senior is when I moved to theater, but I was a techie in junior year and senior I played a wood nymph. Oh, I didn't know that. In what production? Narnia. <laughs> okay. But it was it was the worst Narnia, but it was actually the worst way I've ever been. I gotta be honest. Wow. Like, um, and I auditioned. I, I don't know. I don't remember the monologue that I had to read, but I know I was not very good. I feel like if I did it now, I would know how to like monologue a little better, but I had, I didn't really practice. I was like, oh, it'd be fine. Like I could get like an ensemble part and my ensemble part was witness and we had no lines. We just stood behind things like trees and did like and just stare and I'm like uh there's like no point of to be on stage and she's like no you're doing a good job just just stare and look confused like in one day because you're like and I was like okay 
One of us is staying suspiciously silent about their long and um, uh, weighty theater career. And I think it's um, time for her to speak up. Never forget <laughs> my most prized role, which was the dumb blonde sorority girl in Legally Blonde. I did not get to play Elle Woods, but I did get to play Margot of Delta Nu. It was very exciting. I had to buy the same outfit, but in white because there's like the whole Greek chorus element for anyone who's familiar with Legally Blonde, the musical. So like I got to play the dumb sorority girl as herself in the beginning of the, the musical when Elle Woods is at UCLA, but then when Elle Woods goes to Harvard and she has like fever dreams, I guess, of her old sorority friends. And so we had to come <laughs> out in our, our same outfits, but in all white, because we were supposed to be this like dreamlike Greek chorus and we would just like sing a song and do the bend and snap. <laughs> it was very fun. I enjoyed myself. I thought you were going to say Mrs. Potts was your most prized role. No, I didn't play Mrs. Potts. I wanted to play Mrs. Potts oh. and I got cast as a fork. Oh, yeah. That was not my most prized role. Yeah, middle school was rough. Um, seventh grade, I was like, so I got a call back for Miss Potts. So, okay, here's my beef with the middle school musical productions at Norwell Middle School. Shout out. Um, I'm going to tag them in the caption. They were directed by the gym teacher and she, I don't agree. I don't agree with her process because she would like, she would decide like who is going to be cast as what, but like she would, like she basically like decided that two different people, like one of these two people would be cast as this role. So it was like, you either got that one role that she had in mind for you, or if like the other person got it, you would get nothing. So there was oh, no wow. like degrees to it. So like, I almost was Miss Potts, but then someone else got Miss Potts. So I was a spoon or a fork. I can't remember. Maybe it changed every night. We all just like put on whatever was there. Um, <laughs> what? And then uh, we did Susical the Musical the next year and I almost got, um, I don't remember, but it was like the bird with a good song. I don't remember her name. I'm not familiar enough with Susical to help. Yeah, me neither. Um, it's Maisie, I don't know. Anyways, I almost got that and then I didn't. And so I had to like make up my own role because it was middle school. So like nobody got cut, but like there weren't enough parts. And so they were like, just do whatever. And I like had to look through, we all had to like look through the Dr. Seuss books and like pick a random character from like a Dr. Seuss book. I have some kind of, some kind of insect I was, I don't remember. Are you looking through the primary documents to try to find a role? Sometimes they, really that's what they made us do they were like you just gotta figure it out for yourself and we were like okay excuse me but wow my my redemption was legally blonde in high school was that the only other like musical production you did i think so because we did, that was like my junior year i think i have and a like, picture of you and i don't think you mentioned the role do, yet my high school did not do like musicals mostly because the director like the theater person like didn't like them so like he only did it when he was forced to so he would do these like somber like one act plays with like three characters all of the other mm -hmm. times um so interesting like, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to remember i don't maybe we did one more and i'm just like totally blanking out but i'm not thinking of it right now yeah, we, we loved musicals at Nance's River. 
we only did musicals, and the only time we didn't do a musical was Narnia, and <laughs> half half the usual people who showed up did not show up. So that's what, why I didn't get cut, and was in Woodman, and like there was like five, only like five other ensembles. So you know when there's the big fight scene, I was also reused for everything. So I was a Woodman for most of the play, and then. You know, when Aslan comes back to life and he's like, no turning the, I'm just <laughs> he's turning all the like wood, pe- all the like uh, people that was to stone, the witch turned to stone, like back to life. So he like brings them back to life. I was one of those people. So I had to be like, and then like, <laughs> and then the next scene, I was fighting on the witch's side. So I had to get beat up. And like God, there was not enough people, so I had to play so many roles. That's hilarious! <laughs> oh my gosh, my only like theater adjacent story is that I went to go see my crush in The Hobbit, and he was a tree. Uh-huh. No, what was he? I think he was a tree. <laughs> <laughs> we did Into the Woods one year. That was actually pretty good. Actually, I don't know. To me, it was good. It could have been bad, but it was good to, to high school me. I feel like <laughs> most high schoolers are like critical of like high school plays. So I feel like if you thought it was good, it was probably like decent. Probably all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been through some horrible <laughs> plays in high school and I was like, this is horrible. I can't believe I'm watching this. <laughs> so the leads of the, that one are one of them went to major in both of them majored in theater at like good schools for theater mm-hmm. afterwards and one of them is like in new york now and she's like freelancing and she's like killing it and then the other one was just in the saved by the bell show like the new oh the new one and um so they're pretty good i'm assuming so i'm like it probably was good like they were the leads they were really good and then, like a couple other cast members like all also went into theater like in college so i'm like they're probably all really good but I remember The Hobbit being bad, but I, I remember whatever the other play, Into the Woods, was good. They also did Bye Bye Birdie. That was good, too. I was also in well, Bye Bye Birdie in middle school. Oh, were you? I didn't even talk about the the my first middle school before we moved. Oh, That was a right, whole cast right. of, of musical events. There was Bye Bye Birdie. There was Reese. There was Annie. I forgot you were Oh my gosh. I Annie, forgot. That. that was my other um shiny. I was about star to say was when I was in There's Annie. a picture. There's a little picture of you in like pigtails and you're like singing your heart out. That on was stage. Annie. I have a I was I have the I was the the um the orphan that goes, Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and that was every line started with oh my goodness. Speaking of Annie, when I was in elementary school, they always would put on like the highest grade they had in elementary school was like sixth grade. And they had something called the sixth grade play, which was like where they would put on a play. I don't know why I had to explain <laughs> the play that you would do in checks out. <laughs> but it would just be like the sixth graders doing the play. And I like we you'd have to all like the rest of the school would have to go watch the play each year. And I was so hyped. I was like, I can't wait to audition for this play. Like they did Annie. I remember they did Annie and I remember it was good. Prob- Again, that was probably bad. Um, <laughs> and lo and behold, sixth grade comes around and guess what? 
that's the first year they decide to stop doing the freaking play. And instead, Ooh. we did like a showcase. It was called, I think oh. it was a fifth grade play, actually, now that I'm thinking it. It was fifth grade for sure. Because it's called the fifth grade showcase. <laughs> and we all had to learn choreography to work all in this. And we also learned choreography to like that song from Greece that's like, we go together. And then we like each class had like a different song. And then there were like there was a song about igneous rocks and they go the cycle, the cycle, the earth rock cycle. Like each class had a different song. And ours is we took those like long tubes, you know those like things called boom whackers and you like hit it yes. on the floor and it makes Oh my goodness. Like yes. And we like performed like Hall of the Mountain King with the boot. It sounded like shit. It had to sound like shit. That, there's no way sure. that could have sounded good. <laughs> but we did perform that. But I was just always crushed because I it was my dream to be in the fifth grade play and it got stolen That's from so me. Sad. Snatched right under my, my nose. I, I hated showcases the most, like talent shows, because I'm like, uh, you have to sit through it. And like, some people are just like bad, but you like give them props because they're like, oh, they like, are doing it they're doing their thing but like you're really bad <laughs> one of my friends in middle school there was a talent show which is like similar vibes we all had to go watch and one of my friends Keatley did this Ingrid Michaelson song and it was like baller like she like had her ukulele and like what's the Ingrid Michaelson song take the way I am yep yeah she sang that one and I was like Aww. damn like what a boss move but besides her performance, I don't think any of the other ones were good. Um, and I do remember us just like, yeah, that was great. Good job. Uh, I do a okay, lot of those type of things too. <laughs> Before we rate, I have one more story. Um, my first play that I, I, it wasn't the first play because I did dance as a child. So I did a lot of like oh, I did background, too. like church dancing as well. I wasn't, I hated dance because I was never very good at it. I did um, dance till high school. I used to take hip hop at the YMCA. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess none of it took, huh? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But in fifth grade, um, we did I just like, want to put a like... <laughs> I just want to put a disclaimer that we've been sending TikToks because there's a trend about the white girl dancing. So that wasn't unprompted. I love them. <laughs> I relate so much. Sorry, Kiana, please continue. No, you're it's okay. We could talk about white. No, I just wanted I just wanted I just wanted it to be known that I just didn't lash out out of nowhere. There was some context there. Um so at fifth grade, I don't know if my music director wrote this, but we did like Santa Claus, a Santa theme for like the winter. (laughs) We did like a winter play musical and it was like strolling through the 50s and like I auditioned for Mrs. Claus. Like I sung my, I don't remember what song. (laughs) It was like high school musical related, honestly. (laughs) I think about it because it was fifth grade. Um, I didn't get the part, but I was like elf number seven or 11. And I was like, (laughs) my mom made me a, a whole poodle skirt like a green poodle skirt she like made my costume by hand um so I was like a bawling elf and my line was like pushing you know those like little like corn popper things where it's like the little thing that you pop yeah. and the balls in the middle I would be like wow we have some fresh corn 
poppers like that was like my mind or like the corn poppers are here and I remember I was like repeating it in my head <laughs> and I was like got to the microphone and I like screamed in the I was like you can barely hear the first first couple words and I was just like <laughs> are you Miss Jen? Huh? Miss Jen? Are we we're gonna have to relive your trauma through a performance of this Christmas play? play. The corn poppers. Yeah, basically. Well, that was, I just not a musical, but the worst thing I did. The was it louder I, or softer than your scream at the chain smokers concert? It was softer. It was softer. Oh, okay. I don't know. Scream at the Yeah, like the scream at the chain smokers. Like, is a thing that I can never recreate. <laughs> Like I, I tried multiple times. Insert that video here. (laughs) But that's not the worst thing I've done. Like, like performing wise, fifth grade, I had a recorder. I we were recorders. Like that was like a whole thing that we had to recorders. I was horrible. (laughs) But I was going to like, I was going to perform a recording recorder concert. But I was so bad that I just mimicked the like finger movement. <laughs> like did not blow. And my my parents are like, wow, that was so good. I was like, God, I did not play a single note. <laughs> I remember cross, you telling me hot cross. Like, why did we all do that? What were they training us for? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell what was the American education system preparing us for with that. Like what if like Joe Biden like flips a switch and we all become like like the recording quarter players? <laughs> anyway, that's the president has two buttons: the nuclear launch codes and then the <laughs> recorder army, recorder robot button. <laughs> Your hands just like move. You're like, oh wait, it's, it's time. time. story i about plays when i was in kindergarten we had a play called the three piggy opera and i was mama pig which doesn't exist in the in the book so it's not true true to the literature but i did have a starring role and i don't really remember what i did i just was like i am mother pig or something i had a song (laughs) i am mother pig (laughs) that wasn't the song i just don't remember what the song is Oh, Papa's are here. <laughs> it was so bad. I, like, you know how like you because anxiety is a thing. So throughout the whole the rest of the play, all I was thinking about was like you had one line and somehow you messed it up. <laughs> how did you do that? Okay. I had to like walk around the stage too with the corn popper. So I like came up and was like. And just like messed it up. What the fuck are corn poppers? <laughs> it's just a little, little wagon thing. No, no, what are corn poppers? Is it like 
No, it's like a toy. Hold on, let me look it up. But you wouldn't say But you wouldn't say corn poppers are here if it wasn't like a dish, right? That would be so random if you just like maybe you have the toy. Yeah, I had the toy. My corn poppers toy has arrived. Like what? (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about, but why did you call it corn poppers? It was the fifties. I it was fifties themes. So I guess they call. I don't know. I I didn't read. Can we really do an unpacking of this? <laughs> yeah, we need to. <laughs> this script? I'm like reliving my trauma every moment. I just see myself on that, black, on that dark stage. That <laughs> she just like <laughs> pounding oh, on me and being like. Cheesy corn poppers recipe. They're like corn nuggets. Maybe that's what it was. No, I, I'm convinced they just didn't. Well, they're no here. thoughts. <laughs> no thoughts, just corn poppers. <laughs> wow we have to read it we yeah we're do, we have to we have to come back to the show i give it a like nine out of ten i think it's really I, no i don't want to be too lenient i give it a nine out of ten i think it's really good um i definitely was like on the edge of my seat waiting for it to come out when it first came out because i was like invested in the storyline and like wanted ricky and gina to get together but that's neither here nor there um and i think it's like a good like i said before like they did a good job with it not being like too close to the original hsm like it's its own thing and i feel like they did a good job with that so nine out of ten for me oh nine out of ten um oh gosh i don't know if i have one nine out of ten Nini love songs to Ricky. Sorry, buddy. I was also going to give it nine out of 10. I will give it um, nine classic stick to the status quo cafeterias out of 10. Um, Cause that was a fun sight to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm going off the least amount of information since I've only seen the one episode, but I, I had a nice time. I enjoyed it. Mm, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 filled coffee mug. I'm filled coffee mug. I gave it an 8 out of 10 because um, I think there are better episodes than the first one, but I definitely think this episode is good. It gets like a good background to all the characters, so you're interested. And like, after the first episode, the first time I watched it, I think I watched it, like, because I first watched it with, I think, either I watched it with Donovan or Emma first, and then I watched it with the other one afterwards. So I saw it, like, twice. I think um, we watched it first, and then you watched with Dong, because that was, like, during quarantine. Yeah. Um, I think it was right before. You know, you're right. Like, it was, like, we one, I think it was the weekend when we were, the last weekend we all hung out together, I think we were watching. Or like a weekend before that, we were watching it, and then yeah, I think anyway, you're right. it doesn't matter. We watched it together, and we ended up watching most of the series together. I think, um, but yeah, I would. I think there are better episodes, but I think this episode is also a good pilot and a good like brings your interest in. So the next time I watched it, I was like, oh, I can't wait for season two. Like Fridays when High School Musical the musical the series came out, so I was like, gotta set my Fridays for watching this episode oh yeah it was good great nice well like i do have one thing to sing oh 
no, another. <laughs> what I else, did, Kiana? <laughs> I should have brought the book here, but since we were talking about plays, um, I have a friend who published his first play. He is an award-winning playwright, Harold Hodge. Ooh. Look him up. Um, he has Yay. a book on Amazon called Fancy Made. So please, if you're interested in it, buy it. It's really Yay. good. Um, that's all I have to say. It's only like 12, 13 bucks. So one of the shout out it. things. It'll be better than the Corn Poppers play. It'll be really good. Go do it. I mean, possibly. I, I really <laughs> sold that line in the moment. So <laughs> hard to beat. Corn poppers. <laughs> corn poppers are you? I yeah, think like we were actually G. running out of corn poppers. Honestly, I can't remember the line. You yeah. saved them all. <laughs> okay, um, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, and like and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next time. And this was. This has been. Um. um what, what did we just watch? watch?